Welcome to the PRISM Education Center podcast. PRISM Education Center is a K-12 school committed to building principled leaders through sound values, solid culture, and strong community. PRISM Education Center is a Northgate school, and this is our podcast. Welcome to the PRISM Education Center podcast. My name is Misty Newcomb. I'm the executive director of PRISM Education Center, and I am here today with the principal of the Fayetteville campus and my comrade in podcasting, Lindsay Nichols. Lindsay, why don't you introduce yourself and say hey to everyone? Hi, everybody. Like she said, I'm Lindsay Nichols. I'm the principal at the Fayetteville campus, and I'm excited to be here for today's topic. Well, today we are going to talk about a topic that is you know, surprisingly controversial. (laughs) Something everyone wanted to happen, but now that it's here, it seems like a lot of people are like, oh, wait, what? What's this Yeah, it's happening now. I think this is like one of our most timely podcasts almost since the beginning of COVID. Yeah. So we have uh, a vaccination that has been approved by the FDA and is starting to be released not only in Arkansas, but in most of our, our locations. And because of that, families, teachers, and students will soon, if they haven't already, uh, will will soon be faced with a decision to obtain the vaccination and get it um, in either themselves or in their children. And it seems like, uh, Lindsay, as I've watched on social media and as I've listened to the news, it seems like there's sort of two different camps on this thing. There's the, of course, I'm getting the vaccination. You don't love science or intelligence if you're not in that same boat. Or camp two is, of course, I'm not getting the vaccination. This is the government's way of altering our DNA. And it seems like these are two two versions of the story that we keep hearing about. And I think that probably anytime there's uh, extremes, that seems to be what you hear about on the news and, and in social media. But I think in those instances, just like in this instance, I think probably about 80% of the people are in this middle ground of um, either tentatively getting the vaccination, but having some concerns or uncertain and maybe just not feeling comfortable talking about it with other right. people because of the certainty in the two extremes of the camp. And I, I say this because I've noticed that people are coming to me a lot and they're whispering, hey, <laughs> what do you think about this? And so I'm getting a lot of whispered questions or people messaging me kind of in in back channels asking what I think about this. And usually when that happens, I feel like it's probably because they feel like they can't just ask out loud in the open. And um, and I, I, I can appreciate that. I think it is, uh, has been somewhat just all of life has been a little bit polarizing lately. And so people don't feel super comfortable expressing even a little bit of uncertainty. But you see on social media, you were describing, Lindsay, even the people that are getting it, what kind of reactions are you seeing? Well, and I was going to say too, I think if this generation in this time, if you're ever in doubt about something, if if, if it's a controversial issue or not, just check Facebook. And if Facebook has made a profile picture filter, about the topic, then you know for sure that there's some level of controversy. I noticed today that um, I'm seeing lots of friends now that have profile pictures that says like, I'll be first in line, or I got my COVID vaccine, or, you know, just these things that Facebook produces. But yeah, I've seen a lot of posts on Facebook from 
um, just different nurses, friends, people who were a part of the first rollout here in Arkansas, either asking for opinions of other Facebook people to find out what do you think about this, people who are posting pictures of them getting the vaccine and saying something like, keep your opinions to yourself, um, or people who are saying, I've made the decision and it was a really difficult decision to make, but you know, I've decided to get it or I've decided not to get it. And so I just feel like there's a lot of, of, of activity on Facebook about people either trying to get information, people sharing information, uh, or people just expressing a general distress at the idea of having to make the decision. Yeah. Yeah. And so this podcast is, you know, our goal, our mission inside of this podcast is to talk about relevant and timely issues for families and to help parents navigate the waters that they are are facing right now that they, that they're in right now in a in a values-based principled way and to inspire you to build a culture of faith and hope inside of your family. So that's our mission and to fulfill that, I feel like we got to talk about this issue, yeah, right? Exactly. Because, <laughs> because all families are going to be facing this question in one form or the other in the very near future if they haven't already. And so we are actually recording two podcasts this week that will be released over the next two weeks. This is one where we talk about... Uh, we talk about kind of the vaccination and the decision to vaccinate. We're also going to be meeting with a doctor um, from here in Arkansas who's going to talk about just sort of the medical side of, of things. This podcast is not the podcast devoted to answering your medical questions, okay? So I want to make sure it's crystal clear. This podcast, we are not going to be medical experts telling exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> this we is not your medical degrees. Yes, we don't. And so um, this is not the podcast where we talk about whether it's medically safe, the process by which it's been improved. We will be doing that with an actual doctor who's been tracking these things. Today in this podcast, we're going to be talking about how as parents, we make these kinds of decisions and we're going to use this as, as a case study. And so we thought it'd be a great idea to just talk about our own processes and our own journeys inside of navigating these waters and sort of uh, put ourselves out on display. Exactly. And when Misty says we, uh, you're going to hear a lot more from Misty today than you are from me. I'm going to serve as kind of the the question asker in this scenario because I'm hoping to have a baby, you know, in somewhere between 12 and 24 hours would be great. Uh, and so I'm not making this decision right away uh, until after baby's here. Uh, and then then we'll we'll make that decision. But we've had lots of conversations about this, just even just the two of us and talking about as it becomes available. So, uh, so Lindsay gets off the hook because her physician has told her not to make this decision. That means Miss Misty is going to be real vulnerable with everyone and just share a little bit about my journey and my process inside of it. Yeah, exactly. So Misty, if you're ready, let's let's jump in. You okay. mentioned already 80%. It feels like 80% of the population is probably wondering what to do. Do you feel like, is the government trying to alter our DNA and change us? Or are we about to enter the next zombie apocalypse? And you're, you're weighing in on whether you're going to do that or not. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, are you, what are your thoughts on getting the vaccine for you, your family, uh, et cetera? Are you thinking to do it at this point? Okay. So yeah, I'll jump in and answer that. And rem remember everyone, this is just a podcast about my experience and my process in this not medical advice. And I'll just be honest, it I am in the 80% of the uncertain range where 
I definitely wanted a vaccine and want a solution to to this. I want to be back to life, um, you know, seeing people again and having big parties and big get-togethers and staff meetings where we can all sit in the same rooms and school days where we're all in the same classroom and there's no plexiglass up. And so in that sense, I really want a vaccine. Um, I, I have, you know, just like every a lot of other people, I've had my discomfort inside of it. Just like, well, I don't necessarily trust everyone who's making decisions to right. be making the wisest and best decisions. I don't feel like that's been consistently demonstrated to me. I do believe that there's a level of polit- politicization. I think I'm saying that right when I say it really fast. We'll go um, for it. <laughs> go for it. Um, and that that I, that makes me uncomfortable. I don't right. like it when people are political. And ultimately, my husband describes me because um, I've, I've expressed my discomfort to him and he's been pretty pretty at peace with things. And he said, you know, I think this is the hillbilly in you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, I and, and uh, you know, kind of the way I was raised was, to be honest, I think like a lot of people here in Arkansas, to be a little bit suspicious of things. Yeah. And I think generationally, I observed a difference in in my reaction to this and to several of my friends' reaction to this when I saw talked to my uncle and he it, you know he's probably 62 63 somewhere in there and I maybe 65 I don't know probably pushing 70 now but I said something to him about it and he said yeah we're really excited and I said really and I said you have no hesitation about this and he said no he said man we're the vaccine generation he said I remember getting my polio shot and I realized in his, you know, his generation, things were, are a little bit different and they're more apt. Every older person that I've talked to actually has been more apt to just jump in. Oh, yeah. My parents said I'm, they're going to be first in line as soon as they get the yeah. chance. There yeah. was no hesitation. Right, right. And, and I realized that I think that my generation is, and particularly those of us who are parents right now, that group, that age range of people, there's a little bit more suspicion in the same way that my daughter's generation might be more likely to cancel people. Yeah. <laughs> my generation might not cancel you all together, but we would be a little bit more suspicious. And yeah. so, and a little bit less trusting. And I think that that is kind of a dynamic, um, for a lot of parents right now, not just, yeah. I don't think that's unique to, to me or to hillbillies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and I think what you're saying too makes a lot of sense. If we're saying, you know, we feel like a lot of people are unsure, obviously you and I are connecting with a similar generation of people who are a little suspicious and who have those things. What would you say, you know, in terms of just reconciling those suspicions right. and thoughts what are some of the main factors that you've been considering or has influenced your decision yeah. regarding the vaccine? Well, I think one thing is I'm part of a, a group of people. There's several of us who are kind of like-minded and, and a little bit more hopeful about life in general. <laughs> and we are on a thread together. And one of the points that got brought up on there is, number one, it's not politicians who went into the lab and developed this vaccine, right? I mean, right, this is a good point. it's developed by scientists who ultimately have probably more along the lines of humanitarian interest. Ideas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're wanting to do something that, that addresses this. And, and it's, you know, these are at the end of the day, it's people who have developed this experts who've developed right. this. And so there's a level of trust that comes in that, even though there might be politics all around everything that we're seeing, the development of this vaccination 
isn't necessarily by politicians. It's by, well, isn't at all by politicians. It's by scientists and people yeah. in a lab who have, who don't have ulterior motives. They want to deal with the vaccine. And I think at, at some level that gives me comfort, like maybe there's politics involved in lots of the distribution and administration of it. But at the end of the day, these are people who are trying to help that are building this and they have no reason to, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, to, to be false, you know, and dishonest about something that is affecting all of us and the whole, whole world will be impacted by it. And so I think that there's just like a rational decision there. Um, I think that last week when they said that teachers would be our last, a couple of weeks ago, they said teachers would be among the first people to get the vaccine. There was, um, that was in the back of my mind. And I realized, oh man, I really, I'm not really an early adapter. I kind of like everyone else to go first. Uh, not everyone else, but maybe 25% of the population to go first. And then I'll be in the middle of the line. Yeah. And so, um, so, you know, there was a little bit, I was kind of grappling with that feeling of being one of the first people to get it and thinking about thinking that through. And, uh, and I, that week while I, that question was in my mind, I saw two people, our neighbors, who are my good friends and fellow gardeners, and they um, are in close to 80, if not a little bit older than 80. And they have been my um, gardening mentors in the last couple of years. And I saw them for the first time. We used to see each other very frequently. And because of COVID, we've tried to keep our distance and always stay apart. And on New Year's, we brought them um, something by their house and we stood apart. But I just saw a difference in them and just a difference in uh, from, from just not being around people. Yeah. And I saw the impact that COVID has had on them and how eager they were to get the vaccine because they knew it would be the restoration of some of their routines and, and habits that keep them connected inside the community. And I also saw um, one of my family members who has some high risk and I've observed pretty consistently the difference in him as he's been very isolated for his own physical safety. And just seeing these people who are close to me, who I love very much, and the very observable impact on their life when they go through these things, and and the the observable impact of COVID-19 keeping them from other people. Right. I just think about, you know, I understand the impact for a vaccine to work. We have to all get it. It can't just be a few yeah. people. And so I understand that even if they get it, it's not, there's that the immunity that's built in the community comes when we all do it. Yeah, I think that's a really, that's a really interesting point. Cause you know, I had always, we're not making the decision right away about whether we're getting the vaccine because of our situation. But, you know, one of the things that we're considering the most is my parents. They're very high risk and we would love to be able to spend time with them again and for them to be able to see their grandson. And I always thought that they would be able to get access to the vaccine before me because I'm young and because it's not, it doesn't have as big of an impact on me. And so when we got the news that we would, I would have access months and months before they have access, it did. It put me in a spot too to say, hey, I actually now have the power to protect them way before the vaccine can protect them because they can't get it themselves. So I think it's a great, great point to consider. And I think as an educator, we are around so many people mm -hmm. and we are, we are people that could bring it into the school and you don't want to be that person. And I, that's kind of been my concern this whole time. Like, what if I yeah. have 
it's, and I'm asymptomatic, but I send it home to a grandparent or something like that. It's, it's a very heavy thought uh, as someone who's not working from home, as someone who is and actually working with a lot of people. And that's kind of weighs heavy on, on my shoulders. And so, yeah, just the impact that my decision would have on other people is, is a very motivating factor for me to consider. And then, and I think this is definitely the most important thing. Um, you know, I've had, I think I've really had to do some soul searching at what is making me uncomfortable about this. If it's not that I distrust the scientists who formed this or the, you know, that I don't have any concrete, tangible evidence that this is a bad thing, that it is going to actually do any damage. In fact, there's evidence that it's fine, that it's yeah. safe, that it fights the virus, that it gets, there's way more evidence of that. And I, I've only seen like, you know, skin irritations and fevers for 24 hours, just like the vaccines that we get our kids. Right. Every, you know, so I've not seen any, any evidence that it's harmful and only evidence that it's good. And so I'm like, what is it then that is making me uncertain about it? Right. And Why am I so skeptical? Yeah. What is my problem? And I think that there's part of, and this is just something that I feel like I've had, I've been confronted with a lot in the last couple of years, uh, in, in the 2020 and 2021. I want to know, I feel safer when I know either someone involved in the process or I can understand and make, you know, read all the scientific knowledge. And this is a situation where I don't know. I don't know everything and I can't catch up, you know, and get a biochemistry degree <laughs> really fast and understand everything about this process. And in that, I feel a little bit vulnerable. And so I think as I've been thinking about that, I thought, well, how have I handled this in the past? Like, how do I, you know, you have to think through how do we make these decisions? Because there's been a lot of decisions in life where um, the Bible talks about how now we know in part, but one day we will know fully. And I'm in this stage of life, just like everyone else is here, all of us, all of us in this mortal realm where we know in part. And so when I know in part, I always, I, there've been numerous decisions that I've just had to defer and say, God, I'm doing the best I can. I trust you to take care of me. And I just step forward in faith. And I even think about some of the decisions we made with our kids early in life that seemed like a risk, but we were doing it because we felt it was a step of faith where we felt like this is the direction that we're being led. This is where we have peace. And so in faith towards God, we could be making a terrible decision, but in faith towards God, we're making it and we just trust that he will guide us. He will do something. And there have been times where I've felt just a total lack of peace. And I felt like it was coming from not suspicion or paranoia, but it was like, I felt like, don't do that, for, you know? Right. And I felt leading in my heart, like this is not a good decision. And I don't feel that in this case. I just feel kind of mentally doing gymnastics all the time. Yes. About, yeah. It's like uh, the difference between the still small voice you feel in your heart right. and the buzzing right. that you feel in your brain exactly. when you're exactly. actually just, like you said, paranoid. Yeah. And so I think at the end of the day, I'm, I've kind of given some, um, you know, foreshadowing of, of where we've, I, I think you might have figured out, I've decided I'm going to take, do this vaccine for the good of my community and for the good of my neighbors and for my friends and for the good of society. But I'm doing it not necessarily because I know everything about it, but because I have faith that God will lead me and will take care of me. And I think there's probably been a lot of decisions that I've made, <laughs> if I'm <laughs> humble and honest about it, where I might have had confidence it was a great decision, but God just had to kind of cover me. <laughs> yeah. 
let's just take care of Missy. She's uh, living a life of faith down there. So let's uh, let's take care of her. And so this is no different. And I think my whole life has really been submitted to God in faith that He's going to look after me and take care of me, and that He's good, and that He knows all things. And ultimately, it's His job to you know He's sovereign over our life. And absence a strong sense internally that we are not supposed to do something, I'm going to move forward with the best, you know, the best choice for our, for our community, for our, our family. And for us, we've decided, yeah, we're going to go ahead and vaccinate. We're going to, as soon as anyone in our family gets that opportunity, we're going to vaccinate them. And we're going to just live in peace with our decision because we're not trusting in man-made systems or political systems. That's been our decision all along. We're going to trust that God ultimately is taking care of us and superintending life around us and all things work together for the good of those who love him. And that's what that's where we're putting our our trust. And so I think that's my encouragement to people. Like I said, this isn't really a medical, we'll get there. We'll have that interview with the doctor. But this is more of how do we make decisions? Because I think we can assume that this is not the only decision we're going to have to make with our families where we know in part. And there's going to be a lot of decisions along the way, just like there already has been in all of our lives where we've had to take a step of faith. Yeah. And to me, the guiding principles are, yeah, read up, do your due diligence. But I don't think any of us, you could do all the due diligence in the world. Most of us are not virologists and we're not going to be able to come up with a scientific answer at the end of the day. So be, be studious and be aware of what's going on around you. But ultimately we have to make our decisions in the context of love for others, Mm -hmm. trusting God. Yeah. Faith. <laughs> Two great principles. You thought you were you thought you were tuning in to hear about the COVID-19 vaccine, but these are just good principles for life decisions for your family or for yourself. I think that's yeah, excellent. The two best starting places is thinking about others and trusting in God. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a little bit about our process and by R, I mean mine. No, um, my actually, it helps build my process too. Cause we'll be, we'll be, Malachi has the decision to make right now. So he also fits in this category. So, and I'll be shortly behind. So excellent. I think good things for everyone to hear. Cause it, I think it will probably catch everyone off guard when they realize they have the opportunity and now they're faced with the decision they have to make. Yeah. It was, it was a little bit of a surprise to me, my response yeah. to this. So make your decision in peace. Make your decision in faith. Make your decision in in the context of love for other people. And I just think we do it that way and and we're good no matter yeah. what decision we make. So so that's my that's my encouragement to you. We're looking forward to also sharing with you some medical insight um, with Dr. Jason Lofton. And I hope that these are informative. And as always, I hope these podcasts inspire you to build a culture of hope and faith inside of your home and a position of faith inside of 2021. This podcast is a production of Prism Education Center. You can subscribe to this podcast through any platform you access quality podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Find out more about Prism Education Center by visiting our website at www.prismeducationcenter.org.